All right, welcome to the Lakers Outsiders podcast. My name is Donnie McHenry, joined as always by my pal Walt. Walt, how you doing this evening? I'm doing good, man. Another night of taking in some NBA games. I got winning time on my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Still got the playoffs going on. Uh, About a game, a couple games, depending on the series, into each uh, second round. Might talk about that later. First, we're going to talk about winning time. That is going into uh, its season finale. Season finale, not series finale, as... They already signed on for a little season two. Um, so we had episode nine this week, and they got real heavy with us uh, in multiple different storylines. Uh, very fitting that I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of Magic Johnson, uh, so there weren't a whole lot of laughs to be had uh, in the episode. Like I said, a whole lot of serious moments involving Spencer Haywood uh, and his drug use during this time um the team's decision well in the show the team's decision to have him cut uh leading up to the nba finals uh we'll do a little we'll do a little uh sourcing of our buddy jacob rude over at silver screen and roll uh and his fact checking because i don't think it was the actual team that decided whatever uh we also have jerry bus's mom passing away uh and basically their last few moments between Jeannie, Jerry, and her leading up to her death. And then uh, still dealing with the Jack McKinney, uh, trying to come back to coach storyline and Westhead and good old Armani suited Pat Riley, trying to keep mm. that man out of here. Keep that Mom man in his, Pat. in his brain out of the Lakers uh, coaching staff. With that being said, Walt, uh, what was your... Favorite scene of the episode? Who's your MVP of the episode? And my favorite scene of the episode was uh, definitely our Spencer Haywood monologue. Is that what you call it? Yeah, Kareem, yeah. I, call was, I was, was going to call it a monologue uh, between him and Kareem, right? Yeah, yeah. That was that was definitely my favorite scene. Um, especially <laughs> his mannerisms just had me laughing, man. Like he was like, I think the first sound I remember was sound of a whistle um and then you know kind of kareem well solomon hughes doing kareem things and being real stoic and solid and just laying down the law like i'm I'm the one that gave you the vote um but yeah that was that was my favorite scene close second was uh jack mckinney not remembering who uh jerry bus was and thinking he was like with ups that was hilarious but also (laughs) sad at the same time um and I was like, yikes, yiggity, 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 yikes. Um, <laughs> I, and I, that pretty much uh, made the decision it. on them. Yeah. That, that'll do it. Uh, you've kind of uh, tipped your hand a little bit there, Jack, on uh, how your brain's doing at the current state. Yeah. Yeah, that was something, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that part also made me laugh. I didn't even realize what was going on at first when he was just like, oh, like, what's what does he call his wife? Cranny? Oh, Cranny, uh, could you come sign for this? And I was like, oh, no. And Jerry's just like sitting there like, uh, huh, I know you're messing around with me, Jack, this son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like stuff like that. And like, and then he kind of realized and, you know, still put on the, put on the happy face as he was leaving. Like, and, yep, uh, I guess we're going to, Guess we're going with the uh, Shakespeare guy and uh, and this guy who decided to shave his mustache and start wearing Armani suits all of a sudden. <laughs> mm-hmm. But hey, good. Well, spoiler alert for uh, the final episode. Good decision. Um, yeah. they, I think it worked out. I think it worked out a little bit, um, especially in regards to keeping Pat Riley on board. Um, but yeah, I really liked that kind of ending scene with Spencer Haywood, shout out Wood Harris, and uh, Solomon Hughes playing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, just sitting in the locker room kind of after they do the team vote that kind of decided he would be cut from the team just, what, like a couple days before the finals. Uh, 
mm-hmm. um, after he just could not could not kick the habit, could not go cold turkey like uh, Kareem wanted to on uh, his cocaine use. And a little, little bit of quaaludes in there. I don't know if they were indicating those were quaaludes, but I looked it up and he had a little, some. Bit, of, had a little bit of quaaludes, you know. Side nine, some you take. Drop them, drop them down, drop them down while the cocaine's driving them up, driving them son. up. Son, man, he, that's that. We talk about that pack, man. He was, he was definitely uh, knee deep in the pack. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a vicious. Man. That's a vicious cocktail of uh, going extreme, going up, and extreme going down. Like hundred percent. Yikes! Uh, if you do, if you don't, or if you aren't familiar with Quaaludes, uh, just watch the movie uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, and I'm assuming everyone's familiar with what cocaine, the Lamborghini, does, what, what cocaine does to a person. Uh, we all know, we all know Linda Rambis apparently is she. Uh, she basically gave all this color commentary on all this stuff in. Uh, uh, Jeff Perlman's book. So, I also I also read an excerpt uh, from the book that Jacob Rood also um, transcribed of uh, Jeannie saying when she was nineteen at some club, some guy came up to her and uh, <laughs> some guy came up to her and asked her if she liked snow, and she and her quote in the book was, you know, and I said, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not a big fan of skiing. <laughs> it was like, okay. oh, really? Like, okay, GD, little, little miss, <laughs> and then, she, and then I think she pre- she either preceded it or uh, followed up with, like, yeah, I've never done cocaine before, which I'm not gonna doubt here. I'm not gonna doubt here. But oh, Jeannie, brother, now I'm, I'm not gonna doubt here. I'm not. We're not gonna, we're not gonna put that on GD. But what I am gonna put on GD, what I am gonna doubt, is her <laughs> being 19 years old in 1980 or 1981 and not knowing what the term snow meant. Come on now. Uh, come, come on, man. Come you on. And you're in, in your. You, you walked in the room, the doors of the Forum Club, man. And you're in. A, and, and she said it, co- it wasn't just champagne and caviar in there. And she said it with her own mouth. She was in the club at 19. You don't walk to a, into a club in the early 80s and not know what snow means. <laughs> Even if you're not doing good it. Good times. Exactly. Anyways, good, good times. Morongo. Good, good times. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways. What a show. Um, yeah, back to the serious scene. Uh, between, <laughs> between Haywood and Cream. Um, you know, they, they do a really good job of just... Um, kind of covering race and kind of that type of subplot to everything surrounding the team, surrounding just this era, uh, surrounding big old rich white guys at the top of the Lakers uh, and the top of these businesses, freaking whatever, Great Western Bank, all that, all these schemey, gross white guys. Sorry, Jerry Buss included. Um Sorry, Jeannie. Sorry, man, Jeannie. Who's who's pissed of the week is going to be Jeannie listening to this podcast. Damn. 100%. Yeah, Damn. You can Sorry, hear us Jeannie. now. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be the last episode we uh we do after we get the old CNS. <laughs> we uh we're we're out of pocket right now. Sorry, so. sorry to Gary and Honey. Uh, Lakers yeah. Outsiders Twitter account's going to be down by tomorrow. Uh, permanently suspended along with Donald Trump. Rest in peace. <laughs> I meant C and D, not C and S. Cease and desist. Cease and desist. We're yeah. gonna get we're gonna get a random DMCA on like uh, a music, video, <laughs> uh, some music we posted in like 2017 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Black um, SUVs pulling up. Yeah, Spencer Haywood pulling up. Um, <laughs> anyways, again back to that serious scene. Uh, come on, it can't be too serious with this show. This show's preposterous. Um, <laughs> I really like I really like that scene. Basically, uh, is what I'm yeah. trying to say. Um, like you said, love I keep loving Solomon Hughes playing Kareem. I wish they had him doing stuff more, honestly. Uh, and yeah, kind of like Wood Harris is like, you know, he had that story about his hand. I can't remember what it was. Like he had an extra bone in his fingers or something like that. And mm-hmm. I like noticed when he was like getting really mad about it. He was saying like, "Damn, damn!" He like had his hands on his head and. Um, I felt like he was like kind of really doing like stuff with his hands, like while talking. I feel like he kind of did that the um the entire time. Well, Wood Harris mm-hmm. has been kind of doing that the entire time. Uh, I thought that was kind of like a 
purposeful decision uh, in regards to that story. Uh, heartbreaking quote he had from like his mom, just like, like, oh, mom, I don't think they like love. Like, what, what about them over there? Talk about white people and her, his line or well, his quote from her, just like, oh, God just loves them more. And he just had that face, was like, oh, really, mom, really? Like, man, like... You're gonna tell me that? And then Kareem just hit like, it as, as a baby. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, man, like, oh, brutal. Um, and yeah, Kareem's just face kind of sitting there. I could kind of tell. And like, I was like, man, Kareem, this entire time is thinking like, oh, you know, just wait. I, I still got to I still got to tell him that he's cut from the team with a little, with a little cherry on top of uh, I was the deciding vote. That really that really set him off. Um, but. Yeah, really love that scene. Definitely think it was the best episode. My MVP is definitely Wood Harris. Um, and then, and episode before we move on to some other scenes of the episode, episode ends with uh, Spencer Haywood visiting probably the skeeviest uh, white guy of the entire the entire show so far with a nice little mm-hmm. anaconda draped around him. Uh, talking about how he has a bazooka and guns, and I love. <laughs> That was a pretty corny line, but kind of funny. Oh, who or like I don't know what the white guy said. Oh, who do you want to kill, or who do you want to put a hit on? The, <laughs> the Lakers. The, the Lakers. <laughs> oh God, damn man! Like was, the whole collective. I want was, everybody head on a platter. That was David Stern, two thousand eleven. <laughs> who do I want? The Lakers. Screw them. <laughs> Screw the Lakers. Oh man, you think Buddy's still alive? <laughs> Oh, the the that's what I was gonna say earlier when I was joked about that guy, uh, whatever putting a hit on someone. No chance that guy is still alive. The white guy, yeah. Oh no, he's dead. He's yeah. super dead. He's uh, man, he's probably been down and out since like since that moment. Since he did like, yeah, like I give him like two years after that moment, and there's no way he's still alive. Yeah. And uh, you know, white white like white people with snakes. They usually <laughs> they usually some some stupid ends up happening to them, usually from their own own doing. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> part uh, his theory speaks for itself, man. <laughs> there's a there's a track record with these kind of things. <laughs> um, you know, I was gonna ask who who's the most pissed of the week, but I don't know. I feel like. I feel like no one can really get too mad about this episode. Like I said, there was some like some heavy subjects. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Jerry Buss's mom died. Uh, I do yeah, have a thought cool. on that kind of storyline and the acting around that. Um, mm-hmm. Some touching moments between Jeannie Buss's character um, and then Sally Fields playing Jerry's mom. Can't mm-hmm. think of Jerry's mom's name right now. Um and then, uh, obviously, John C. Riley's Jerry Buss. Uh, what did you kind of like from that little storyline they had going on? Um, John C. Riley and Jerry Buss. I'm sorry, I got John C. Riley confused. But which character is he playing again? Is this um, what's his face? John C. Riley's playing uh Jerry Buss. Jerry Jerry Buss. Okay, so John C. Riley and who who else did you say? I think you said John C. Riley and Jerry Buss. I I might have I, I might have acted like there were two I might have acted like there were two people in the story I get so mixed up I'm I I keep calling Pat Riley just Adrian Brody it's like it's Mar- all over like, yeah yeah Pat, Pat Riley's barely even like in the show to me it's just Adrian Brody is yeah. has a big old nose oh man yeah this is yeah pretty much every time I see Adrian Brody I think about Splice and it just has just left me unsettled about him as an actor. Is he in Splice? Uh, yes, is he in it? Oh that's brother, your, I know that's your with movie. Some real with some real winning time habits. If you get my drill. <laughs> um, oh man, but yeah, John C. Riley as Jerry Buss is just. I, I seen a picture of him today. It was um, I think it was a picture of him talking to Kobe, and it was like a quote from Kobe. Um when he wanted to trade and everything and how Jerry Buss was like, you know, um, basically stick with them, be patient. We'll make something work. And how Jerry Buss flew, uh, you know, flew over to, was it over to Spain? And, uh, you know, Paul Gasol and Kobe Bryant worked out and talked mm-hmm. about playing together. And basically he kind of quarterbacked that whole thing. Like, say what you want, man. 
I know we, you know, we got our rights and stuff about the team. Um, that's some badass shit, man. Yeah. Like to be like, hey, look, we're not trading you, okay? Because anybody, if, if somebody pulled that nowadays, they may not get traded that week, that month, but at some point in the season, the trade gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? There's like, but, there's little owners like Pat, like I guess executives is what I'm trying to say, or like front yeah, office exactly. executives. Like there's mm-hmm. little of those today in the NBA that can like stop one of these stars or persuade them to kind of wait it out. Other than like, other than coincidentally enough, I'd say like Pat Riley. Um, yeah. Or, I mean, is there Like I can see Mazai, you're definitely Mazzai, like, hey, I was going to say like maybe like Bob Myers. Yeah, um, Bob Myers, sure. Like, I feel like, I feel like KD. Maybe R.C. Buford. Maybe R.C. Buford. Like, I feel like KD, like, kind of wanted out of the Warriors, like, one year before he, like, actually left, even mm-hmm. with the championship that year. Um, and just, like, Bob Myers, like, passed as um, as an agent for players. Uh, Plinkett, no. <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. No swing like that. Um, but, yeah, it's like, like, and especially persuading, like, telling – in that situation, he's essentially telling Kobe Bryant to chill for a sec. Yeah, I can't imagine like, like, no one alive on this earth currently that would have been able to tell prime Kobe Bryant to chill for a sec and like wait it out. Can I soapbox? No, oh, go ahead. All right. So you know you see you see these you seeing these things play out on Winning Time. You hear these stories about Jerry Bus. I'm just lost on like all we know is what we know. Well, at least into the media, the results of the moves that are made, um, the detailed hit pieces they run after you know a trade is made or almost gets made or something big is discussed, um, and then the product they put on the floor. Like, I just feel like they're so far away from the vision, which is it seemed like. Winning, winning times, premiere, and everything coming out is—it just seems so timely to me, in my opinion. Um, because like you see, like the things that you know they had working against them to try to even get the team started, not even build a team, not make one trade trade for a player, not like well, all of that stuff did come into play, drafting players and stuff. But like we see all of the the ways they had to move and shape to get the franchise going and build up what it is now. And like, you look at what they struggle with now and it's just like, so why are (laughs) y'all struggling with the things y'all struggle with when you look at where you came from? You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. Like what? Like what were some of the struggles early on in the episode? First of all, they almost went under. They didn't, they, yeah, literally Jerry forgot to file paperwork. To, yeah, to great, great Western going. Bank almost Great Western Bank almost took the Lakers. And yeah, as Jerry Buss is trying to keep like them off his back, he's also forced to build a championship roster. Granted, though, I will say they already had Kareem, so they had that going for them. They had the number one overall pick, but. Like, if you told me, like, the Lakers had LeBron James, if they only had LeBron going into next year, or say they only had LeBron going into the 2018-19 season, and the Lakers also had the number one overall pick, and they were getting Zion, I'd say no freaking chance they're winning the championship. Still, even with that. And meanwhile, this team back then, Jerry Buss is just like, and honestly, that Kobe story with like Pow and Spain and him telling Kobe, just like, wait it out, just give me a little bit, kind of like bring, makes me think of Jerry Buss in the show, like telling Westhead and Riley, like, you just beat the Celtics or like, just come on, like, just string this out a little bit more. It's just like trying to get to the next day, just like taking a day at the time. But yeah, like, stat, like showing the odds that Buss, like the odds that are stacked against Buss during this time. Oh man, it just makes it seem like Palinka and Genie got it so easy right now, and they're still messing Son, it up. <laughs> as much as we, yeah, more soapbox, let me warn you. 
as much as we like give Magic Johnson credit for bringing me personally, I give Magic Johnson no credit for LeBron coming to no. LA. I, LeBron would have came to LA if I was running the Lakers, and not I, I, I have a little bit of credit, but like not really. Yeah, they try to make it seem like he, like LeBron, was leaning towards New York, and then Magic Johnson came in and was like, "Listen, I'm pretty sure LeBron heard him out as he should, because again, you know, we respect Magic, but nothing Magic said like swayed LeBron to like changing the decision or nothing like that. In the same way that." Even with all the respect and all the things Pat Riley, you know, has in his pocket, he had really nothing to do with LeBron going to Miami. Like, that was a decision that LeBron made independent of any kind of executive. You know what I'm saying? Like, executives had to step in and make the transaction. Like, if Dwayne Wade wasn't there, he ain't going to Miami. Yeah, yeah. That's again, maybe I'm wrong. And maybe somebody can point me in the direction where. It's something on paper where that's right, but I don't think executives had zero to do with either of those moves. And both franchises got gifted those guys. One franchise, you know, did what they could, um, and they, you know, they maximized what they could out of the transaction. And the other franchise, Galaxy branded a little too much and, you know, did too much. And, you know, we see what position they're in now. But, um, yeah, like, they got it made, man. They got gifted LeBron. They got pretty much gifted Anthony Davis. They tried their best to like, uh, like you know the the things they did on the margins. They looked into. They tried their mm-hmm. best to, you know what I'm saying, to like screw that up up until the point where they finally just screwed it up. You know what I'm saying, like not playing Caruso for so long, like letting them stick around in the G League. Being lucky like nobody – I think they got him on a two-way. But being lucky nobody, like, said, hey, we see some stuff in this guy. We we need to get mm-hmm. him and snatch him up. That very well could have happened, you know what I'm saying, because they played around. Um, even with, uh, you know, the other stuff with Knight not doing contracts properly to the point where they have no – they have no one on their books but in a bad way. Right. Like, they've got just, they've got They've got LeBron, AD – Russ wants the ops and THT and none as people on their books. THT is like people keep, I've, I keep seeing fans convince themselves that there's a trade to be had with THT this summer. THT, I don't care what he did to end the season. First of all, it wasn't that impressive. Second of all, it doesn't do anything to change how bad of a season he had like leading up to the last like month or whatever. Um, like, I don't think he has any value without a first yeah. round without a first round pick being attached to it. And with that, what are, what are, what are like what are they going to get? And again, you know, their whole handling of him uh it reminds me of the you know, the theme in winning time as far as the you got your guys who are your guys who are the stars and then you got your guys who are they got to grind it out, you know what I'm saying, and prove themselves. Like, we see this story with Pat Riley. We see the story with Michael Cooper having to grind it out and being, like, Cooper. scared shitless that he may, you know what I'm saying, be cut. And then you look at the whole THT situation where – I don't mean this – I hate to sound, you know, I'll get off my line-ish or however you want to describe the way that I'm sounding. But I basically it's like nothing was earned. It was just like, yeah, we're going to start this dude. This dude is going to be, he's going to have this role. And then he got a contract that, again, I want to see everybody get paid. I want to see black men get paid. But the deal he got for what he did was definitely like. (laughs) It didn't match up. uh, Guys, you (laughs) you know, as, as Eric Pink has outlined, they did not have to pay him that deal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There was no reason to pay him that deal. Nope. Well, there was one reason. It starts with a K. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of <laughs> course. But then, that, again, it goes <laughs> to like, the... What, what word? <laughs> oh, you mean ketamine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like... Keto, like, die? Man, there's not a lot of words that start with K. It's clutch. <laughs> it's clutch, by the way, if anyone's yeah. wondering. 
But yeah, it goes to, you know, you trust me. Hey, trust me. We'll get you paid. We'll get your guy paid. You know what I'm saying? You can't help, but I hate to go, go all nostalgic, but you can't help but think about like how, how Jerry Buss would have handled that situation. You know what I'm saying? And you just know? like how, and I don't want this to be like going at Genie. Like, I don't want this to be a criticism of Genie. Cause, yeah. Like, cause she I did mean, some things that worked out well. You yeah, absolutely. Like they're like, it's not a coincidence that they won a championship with Genie at the helm, first woman owner. Uh, I uh, is it sports history or just NBA history to win a championship? I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's NBA history. I'll just stop there. I won't won't curse any uh Amer four major American sports women <laughs> owners names. Um, but but like. I don't know. Now you got me thinking of like a Jerry Buss and LeBron James relationship um, and like how that would work out and mm -hmm. how things might be different. Like there just seems to be like no. And like, I mean, we started this off with you pointing out like this, this show coming out couldn't be more timely. Like it's just mm -hmm. so insane, honestly. Um, like, there's just no, there doesn't seem to be any respect right now between the front office, whoever the hell that includes. Like now we're, now they're throwing the two bus boys name and names into there, which I'm fine. I'm totally fine with it. They're the only ones that have been making any good decisions like in the past or consistently making good decisions in the past, what, three, four years. But like now it's just like, there's so many cooks in the kitchen. We've got the two Rambuses. Palenka, Genie, two bus boys. Um, and then it's like <laughs> on the other side. Now Dude, it's like, now, now, yeah. Now they're button heads with LeBron's camp, uh, which includes Clutch, Rich Paul, which includes Anthony Davis, uh, which includes Taylor Tucker, which includes Kendrick Nunn. Like, I don't know. It's, I feel like we're, it's just like, like you said, or like I said, like there just seems to be no respect of each other on both sides. And there, I think there was that maybe they were just in the honeymoon uh, phase. I think there was in 2019 and going into um, 2020. Um, I don't think they would have been able to persevere through Kobe's death and the pandemic uh, if there wasn't mutual respect on both sides but somewhere along the way whether it's just a slow deterioration that respect is gone um and like i feel like if there's like a guy like jerry bus in charge like kind of just like calm everyone down like hey like this is the lakers this is what we do we have the drama we get through it we persevere one one day at a time but yeah, now, now I'm just thinking about that. Or if we had like a Pat Riley type. Like I said, that's not Rob Blake. Yeah, it's all about, uh, it's it's too it's too transactional, um, you know, to the point where now you, you get away from the basketball decision because yep. they're building, they're moving and functioning as if they're just now building the team um, as far as like how do we entertain our, because you can best believe that you can trace this back to them picking Lonzo instead of Tatum or, um, you know, who else, whoever proceeded after that pick, it goes back there. It goes into Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I mean, Cause lot, I had a lot of people yeah. passed on him, but still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I know they worked them out specifically though. They were, they did work them out. I remember back then they worked them out. And, um, and that was, and that was a pure magic Johnson. I mean, Lonzo ball, first of all, Lonzo, Good player. Yeah. Uh, without the injuries, I feel like he'd be pretty great right now. But he's pale in comparison to Tatum. Like, not even close. Completely yeah. different sports. <laughs> Completely mm -hmm. different tiers. Multiple tiers in between them. Uh, there, I don't think there's anything like the bus guys or Rob or Jeannie could have ever told Magic Johnson that would have got him off seeing a new point guard phenom. He said it the, whatever, it was like the day that they introduced him. 
like, oh yeah, someday like Lonto Ball's jersey is going to be up there. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. hey, w- you know, we've got a lot of hope for this kid, Lonzo, but you want to pump the brakes a little bit there, champ? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the uh, pure, when pure they emotional went, decision. <laughs> they went Mo Wagner, Mo Wagner, sorry. Yeah. Over, even though the pick wouldn't have worked out. I know they said that they, they had, I know Amari Spellman was one of the names that were how that was high on their list. Um, and f- from, if I'm not mistaken, I think that they, the pick was supposed to be somebody else. And like, it was like a last minute, like, okay, we're going to pivot to this dude. Pivot to I, remember, I remember watching the draft and being thoroughly confused when they drafted him. Cause I think did they worked him out. Right. I mean, I think they worked him out. I don't, I don't think they worked him out. Okay, I was gonna say I felt like I was like I yeah, had like I, I don't recall them working them out. I felt like I had like five to six guys' names in my head. I was like, I know they've yeah. worked out these guys. I've no, I've heard like you know you hear those reports like yada yada had a good workout yeah like you know and you know that's coming from like the Lakers camp or you hear like oh report like Lakers scouts really like this guy's workout. So I had like five to six names and uh, as a little you know I'm a little bit of an Illinois Fighting Illini fan. So I knew of Mo Wagner just from the Big Ten coming out of Michigan. And then his name popped up and I was like, they drafted Mo Wagner? Like, okay, I guess he can shoot. But like, like I don't know. It just came out of nowhere. Like, why do you work out so many people and then you don't even work out a guy you get in the – or you draft a guy you don't even get in the gym? Unless you know unless what? it's just a guy unless, – unless it's one of those situations where he falls so far mm-hmm. where you didn't even work around in the first place because it's like, ah, he ain't going to come to us. But that was not the situation. I think they drafted him higher than what he was projected. Oh, yeah. My apologies. They did work him out in an unusual group, might I add. Um, I know it was something. They worked him out. It was surprising. But he wasn't, he wasn't, he was projected to go like second round. So that's why I was like, huh? Guess who's yeah. in his workout just for a uh, future um, free agent purpose? That's going to be a name I know. Yeah, you're going to love it, man. This 2018 draft? Mm-hmm. Uh, Player, we always talk about we, we want him bad. We thought we might get him. Underrated guy. Wouldn't cost much to get him if we did We get might him. get him, and we thought we might get him in free agency? Uh, we had to get him from another team. Uh, oh. Uh, Kenrich? Yep. Oh, man, I'm good. I knew it. Kenrick Williams. Yep. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. I, I want another swing at him this summer. Yeah, Speaking man. of THC, let's just beg Presty. Here's THC, <laughs> THC none and a pick. Screw it. I don't care. I'll quote my I'll quote LeBron for one thing. Fuck them picks. And I'll definitely quote yes, my boy Les Need on the Rams. <laughs> trade. <laughs> trade one to get rid of Russ. Trade one to get rid of THC and none for something decent. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll be a happy guy. Whatever. Let's give it one more run. Maybe LeBron can sign for a couple more years. If not, I think me and Walt will be happier. So it's man. it's minute it's minute thirty three of the podcast. Nobody heard that. Nobody heard that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But it's just like just, I appreciate this show for coming out as many complaints as it has had, and I've had my opinion about things. But in you know, in the context of everything that's happening, it just all feels like a perfect storm. Um, and I just hope magic come uh, out as a documentary. And I, and, yeah, and like, I, I, yeah, brother. I was gonna say, I love, I love the, just the stuff it's spurred in the media in terms of mm-hmm. like, I feel like, we're, I mean, I think people kind of knew stuff about Jerry West's private life uh, in general, but like, this is really like Jerry West is just confirming, confirming the character that, they're portraying of him. Um, mm-hmm. And I just love, I love magic. Just acting like the show doesn't exist going on with his own, <laughs> going on with his own documentary where, you know, he's never fooled around with a woman in his life other than cookie. Um, just classic, <laughs> classic, great stuff. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar being like us, just being a blogger, mad online, <laughs> mad online about the Lakers. Uh <laughs> Gotta love it. I, di- <laughs> I dipped the pen again, guys. Yes. <laughs> like he just got in front of got in front of the computer, cracked his knuckles outwards, mm-hmm. and was like, Yeah. I'm about to go off. Had a little robe on with his OJ. 
I also like to, you know, what I mean, I like to think he's just having someone type for him, and he's just saying stuff out loud, like yeah, with a pipe like in his mouth. Off. Yeah, <laughs> just going off, getting like a massage while he's doing it. Um, <laughs> doing some yoga. This uh, you know, yeah. peace, man. But yeah, it um, the show, as far as it is from the current day, I mean, what, 42 years? Yeah. Um, it still resonates. Uh, and like, I mean, I guess it's easy to do that when Jerry Buss was still doing stuff for the Lakers only – yeah, 13, 14, 15 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we just talked about Kobe Bryant, like, rest in peace, but that's really not that long ago. Um, yeah. But, yeah, anyways, getting back to the episode, I had some other... You you said, like, you know, there's some stuff that, like, annoys you in this show. I don't know if you were talking about, like, just, like, what, like, them fudging the truth or what? Um, As far as what annoyed me in this show. I've got stuff uh, from. Uh, let me see. I'm getting I'm getting a little sick of their breaking the fourth wall, kind of. Yeah, that that sucks. Uh, the whole the um remember when um when Jerry Buzz knocks the camera down, like somebody was that, like behind that's, the scenes. That's that's I I took a note down. That was when I had it with the breaking the fourth oh, wall. Oh brother! Like he yeah. was it, it was it was kind of a good scene. He was getting pissed about his mom just literally you know just being an upset son like getting the diagnostic or diagnostic that he didn't want from the doctor good mm-hmm. scene slams the door i'm like in my head i'm like john z riley great actor sweet and then turns around it's like get what do you want get that camera on my face i'm like oh brother you guys didn't have to do the fourth wall thing here exactly. uh, come on man and then they had and then when when uh the buses were around that pool they had like a they keep they do these cuts in between scenes or even like just interjecting a scene like mm. splicing. Oh, you up. caught that too? You caught that? It was like I thought my TV messed up. I, I thought like... my TV messed up too because it cut to like <laughs> it cut to black for a second. Yeah, and then it cut to like the moon in the sky. Yeah, and then once they did, it cut to black for like maybe a second too long because yeah, I was like, damn, did I just hit, did I just like hit the uh off button on my remote i just turned the tv off and then the moon popped up and i was like bro why did they just cut the scene in that i felt like they like cut off it was sally fields i was playing the mom i was like i feel like they just cut off the mom and she was like i was kind of enjoying the scene and then it just cuts to like him passed out drunk like on the freaking uh diving board and i was just like what like that was so stupid and i don't know i like I saw people complaining about that type of stuff early on and it didn't really bother me early on. Uh, but those two things, I was like, man, okay. I may, I don't know if these two moments were just egregious or if I've reached like my boiling point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad you noticed that too. I was like, what just happened? What like, what happened? Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was an eyesore for sure. Oh, I had, I feel like, I mean, Every week, I write down a quote from Jerry West, uh, Jason Clark playing him. Uh, God, I don't know what what how it was brought up, but he was talking to Jerry Buss, and I don't remember why Jerry Buss brought it up, but he was like, "Oh, like maybe I go get a priest." And then like Jerry West turns on, "Oh, don't do that. Chances are he's rooting for the Celtics." Yeah, that was a good line. That, <laughs> that was, was good. good. And then he had a he had another like like fuck Boston line. I can't remember later something about the Celtics. Or he had something like, "Oh, if they lose to the Celtics in the last name, don't worry, I'll I'll, I'll kill him myself." <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. That the quips, a one, yeah. love and it. like, and that line, the the Paul Revere should have slept in line. That'll Oof. that's gonna that's gonna live forever. Like man, that line keep me up at night in a good that, way. That's like, that line is amazing, and honestly, Thank like you. just like. <laughs> Priest? No. Chances are he's rooting for the Celtics. That one's a good one. Um, God, what was I going to say? But yeah, like the, that breaking the fourth wall with him hitting the camera. It's so cheap. So so tacky. Yeah. I don't even know. Unearned. It was and unearned. I saw, and I saw someone tweet this, and I retweeted it. Let me go see who tweeted it. But um, kind of before this uh, is Phil Lewis. Um Kind of before the show, we had the whole controversy with like Adam K and Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. 
like Will Ferrell wanting to play Jerry Buss. That would have been terrible. I think we talked about it briefly. Will Ferrell uh, in this role would have been so weird. Like, yeah. like I know he's doing comedy most of the time. Like he's being funny, but like there's plenty of serious moments too. And there's plenty of like moments where you have to take Jerry Buss seriously. And like, I don't see, like, I think Will Ferrell's done a little bit of serious acting, but like, there's no chance I would have been like, not just like laughing at him the entire mm. time. Yeah, like, you no gotta chance. play Kurt Rambis, man. Yeah, like, hell, he could have played Jerry West, honestly, more better. Um, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't want him, I, there's no role really I would have wanted him for in this thing, Jerry Bot, but Jerry Boss is preposterous to me. Um, yeah. Hopefully someday he can realize, like, yeah, I, I definitely should not have been in that role. And, and they can make up and they can go back to being rich white guy, rich, rich funny white guys together. Seems exactly. like a fun, fun life. Um, what other notes I have? Oh, uh, here, here, let me just read the note I have on here. This is all I said to lead to my point. You'll laugh. Here's what I wrote down. You know, I've never done crack cocaine, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> Whom's amongst us? And here's where I was going to go with that. Um, absolutely insane to be doing doing cocaine, smoking cocaine, and to being a key cog in a team going to the NBA Finals. I just don't get it. Hey, man, the cocaine, They're, this is fresh batch now. That's That's true. It wasn't. It wasn't All like upper. All I didn't upper. mean to itch my nose there. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I see that. I didn't want to say that then. I really did. I just had a little little visual for the podcast man, listeners. Yeah, I, I like had it. I had an itch, but I itched it. Right, the one we get now just ain't is it's cut, man. It's stepped yeah. on. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was bad time. On. I caught myself right when I did it. I was like, that was not a joke. Um, just an itch, just a little itch. Um, yeah, uh, and then I looked up, like, Spencer Haven said, like, half the Lakers were on cocaine. And he was like, oh, they were just doing it recreationally, though. I'm like, oh, so you're implying you were doing a little bit more, a little bit more serious to be snoozing off uh, at a practice. Um, Wood Harris also had some great acting there. Like, I know he's just sitting there, you know, dozing off, essentially, essentially ODing. Um, mm. But you got to be a good actor to do that. Like that's you know people like to, oh he's not even doing anything like no nah, he's doing something uh, give Wood some credit please um, oh man we had a fun little conversation about this episode I'm glad we kind of talked about uh, just winning time in reference to the Lakers today we're oh man we're up we're uh, in for some wild couple months ahead. Um, God, I guess that's only May 3rd. We've got a wild three months ahead. Um, I have no clue when they're going to hire a coach. It seems like, sure seems like the Kings and the Hornets are like, what, a couple weeks away from hiring their coaches? Seems like it's for sure going to be Mark Jackson and uh, probably um, D'Antoni. D'Antoni. Woo! I love that for them. I love that too. I love that too. I love that for them. The And it seems like Cupcheck's going to keep his job. I love that too. Yeah. Um, or at least for the time being, he might get the, he might get the classic Rob Palenka. You got one year, buddy. You got one year left, buddy. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I was liking that too. Where's, where's the Lakers? Maybe, maybe find, uh, Dan Tony's phone number in the Rolodex, uh, exactly. wherever they can find it, but they're not going to do that. Um, right. maybe we'll they see. help the rest, uh, grease the rust wheels too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Somebody who yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, man, I pray. Give me Hayward. Give me Rozier. Please. Give me, give me Ubre. Give me Haywood. Bring back Spencer Haywood. I'll take. No, nah, I'm joking. Put him on the bench. Let's get, yeah. let's get Metal World Peace coaching. Uh, I know he's on Twitter begging for it. Um, I'm kidding about that. Please. Uh, no Rajon Rondo either. Um, well, maybe. So who end, do you? Maybe at the end of the bench. Who your final prediction as far as who uh who's coaching the Lakers? We got we got two predictions. We've got two predictions we gotta make. Um yeah. Okay, Lakers coach and then of course we'll also talk uh you know finals predictions. But 
Who who you think gonna bring it home? Who's gonna uh, who's gonna have the interview? They're gonna be like, we're blown away. We we had no choice but to hire him. And who's gonna get the who? Yeah, who's gonna get the the interview was fantastic, but they won't hire him. Who's that? Because we know uh, what candidates we know. Uh, oh, it's gonna we be don't really know all the man. candidates. Yeah, he definitely seems he's like he's gonna the, get the he's gonna get the the report that he was awesome. Uh, and then some smart team will hire him as a head coach next summer. Um, I don't know how he's not a head coach yet. He's been like, he's been the most hyped up assistant coach to get a head coaching job in like the past, like three or four years. I feel like, um, he'll be a head coach by then next summer at the latest. Um, I feel like they're just waiting for doc. I feel like they're just waiting to see what, um, what Maury wants to do, which the Dan Tony part is interesting because I thought the sequence of events I thought were going to happen was he the 76ers are going to get lose to the Heat. Um, they're going to fire Doc Rivers, and then Maury's just going to do the easy thing, bringing Dan Tony, his boy, um, Harden's boy, I think. I don't know. Um, whatever they had success, I don't care if they're not boys. Um, but kind of the Hornets kind of seeming like they're going to try and poach. Uh, Cupcheck before, or I mean, not Cupcheck, poached Antoni before the 76ers even get to that point. I wonder if the 76ers are kind of rethinking that and they're like, okay, maybe we should just keep Doc around for one more year at least. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, please, if... please, Kings, Kings and 76ers, <laughs> save us from our sins. Save us from our stupidity, please. Uh, and then after that, I have no clue. Because other than that, who they've been connected to? Um, like Snyder and Nurse the most. Like there's so many roadblocks with that. Um, they've had very slight connections with like um, Mike Brown, and Steve Clifford. But those guys are interviewing elsewhere. I don't know. And I don't like. I just don't like. There's no. There's no freaking chance that they hire someone like Steve Clifford and like barely a chance with Mike Brown. Like, I just don't see it. I do. I could see them doing Nar- Darvin Ham if nothing gets going on. Like those three guys I said, River, Snyder and um, Nurse. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's Doc's job to lose, man. If he if he mm-hmm. comes, if he if he's on the board, it's his job to lose. Um, but I think Darwin's gonna interview well. If I had to pick somebody, as far as the candidates I know of, um, I would definitely say just go with Darvin Ham, like just from his principles, um, on top of the respect level he got around mm-hmm. the league. Like just the basketball knowledge, and don't pull that pick nobody's staff shit. Don't don't do that. Don't be disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Like you're saying, let him pick his staff. Yeah, let him pick his staff. Yeah, First man. time coach, let him do his thing. If you got like, if you want to add to his staff in terms of like bringing somebody in that, like maybe like maybe be like, right, hey Darvin, do you want to keep around Phil Handy? Yeah. If Phil yeah, if you wants to stay around fine. anymore. Yeah, but don't do all, don't do the other stuff, man. Like, don't do the finagling. Like, it's already and enough. And, don't, and, and we're going to get, no matter who they hire and no matter who they don't hire, we're going to get a, like, if I if we get a report about them being picky choosy about contract terms and diverting from what's standard for our coaching contract, even mm-hmm. if he's a first-time head coach, I'm going to get pissed. Like, you guys need to learn your lessons. You already skimped out on years and money for Ty Lue, and you lost the better candidate. Like, sorry, he's, like, Frank Vogel's got a championship, and, well, okay, Ty Lue has one. But Frank Vogel's got a more recent championship than Ty Lue? I don't care. Ty Lue's a better coach Frank Vogel. Far, far better coach. Like, and 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 we're the Vogel defenders. Trademark. Yeah. The Vogelites. Speaking of which, I've got, I've got a. I meant to send out this tweet about what we got to call us as fans if we hired Dar- Darvin Ham, but I'll say I'll save that terrible joke for Twitter. Okay, 
Well, right, no, no, I'll give, I'll give you, I'll give you a preview. I'll give you a preview since we're, we're now we're at forty nine minutes on the podcast. No one's listening, not a soul, not even, not even my mom. Um, we got all right. Here we go. Should we call ourselves the Piglets? Mm. <laughs> the Piglets. All in my sternum. The Piglets. I like it. Well, the the Porkers. The Porkers. Uh, okay. Maybe a little bit more clean, pork or cleaner, just word. Pork chops. Pork chops. Riblets. The riblets. Yeah. Uh, something full, just simple. The ham heads. Yeah. Ham hops. And we got to get to something. I'm going to become a, an absolute ham stan. Ooh, a ham stan? Yeah, man. Mm. Yeah, man. It, it's got a lot of potential, man. And he seems, I, like, a great, I, he seems like a great guy. I really, uh, yeah, I really, I really think he might get it, bro. I, 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 like we said, I, if they, if the 76ers hold on to Doc, Nurse just seems so impractical. So does Oh, Snyder. yeah. So Masai shut that shit down today. He was Masai, like, Masai was, I love Masai. Masai yeah. is great. Um, I wish more executives like handled that type of stupid shit like him. Um, cause it is stupid. It's so stupid for the Lakers to just be like, yeah, we want that guy, and and like we want him seriously. Like we want him strongly. Like yeah, he's got clutch ties. Like okay, he's under contract yeah. for two years. Like you can get him then. Like <laughs> I dream, I dream as much as them. Love that quote. Um, yeah. It's yeah, a man. my it, that what's irritating me about that stuff is I just wish people like could like you if you would see through the bulls the bullshit. You wouldn't have to worry about being fed it so much. Um, there was a show that I was listening to today. I won't call any names. Who spoke to it better than I did? Better than I will now. That just talked about how, you know, a certain person running the operation speaks in like this measured tone, and they they say all the right stuff, but clearly the results don't. You know, they don't show Plinka. that these. Maybe the name rhymes with Knob Lalinka. <laughs> Maybe. But just be mindful, man. Be aware when you hear certain stuff. Like people know you really think that they that Phil Jackson you don't think that was leaked out with a purpose? It's to get you like, oh, we got Phil Jackson advising us. Ah, how can we go wrong? You know, if you believe in that kind of stuff, which a lot of fan base they do believe in that kind of stuff. Like, what is Phil Jackson going to do that's just so revolutionary when he vouched for Ty Lue, the last coaching shirt, and they didn't even hire him? Yeah. He well, vouched they, for him. Well, then the Lakers would be like, no, we tried to hire him. We, we gave him a deal. You didn't give him a, you didn't give him a deal for a guy who freaking won a championship. Yeah. You gave him a freaking, what did they give him, a three-year deal instead yeah. of a five-year yeah. deal. Like it's a word like, for that. I can't remember what it is. Like lowballing. Yeah, you you offer somebody something with knowing that they're gonna be like no, and they're gonna be like that's okay. Yeah, and and like those like those negotiations don't happen. Like there's no like the, they just give the coach the five year deal because they don't give a shit because it's coach's deal. He's he's like you're like you can fire can, a coach at any time. And you're paying. You're not paying them that much, especially like Ty Lue. Like I like these coaches don't get paid a lot. Like mm-hmm. I don't know who the highest paid coach is, but he's getting paid like what is it? Like seven mil a year or something. We're paying Tht ten. <laughs> exactly, and Ty Lue already shit. told you. I don't think it was the year that Ty Lue found more disrespectful. If I'm not mistaken, I think when he had his he did that interview, he said what really he didn't say what pissed him off, but I can tell in his tone, I can tell because I know Tyloo from like videos I watched of him mm-hmm. and stories I heard. He was pissed off because they tried to pick his staff, and tra- that's what really made him feel yeah. like, oh, you really the years okay, I can see what you're saying because I mean it makes sense. LeBron, if something happens, LeBron doesn't want to come back. I don't want to be stuck in the situation I was in in Cleveland. I think he could have worked with the years, but what really set him off was when they was like, yeah. "Oh no, nah, we got we got to pick your staff too." And he was like, "Where they do that at?" <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody does that. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, we're, um, like I said, we are in for an extremely interesting. It's May 3rd. I think Russ has to pick up his option by June 30th. Oh, brother, don't get me started on that because that's not not looking good. Free agency starts August 6th. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I mean, Jesus, I pray to God before June 30th, they have a coach. I pray they have a coach before. Oh, no, Donnie, they're doing a slow, methodical process. Don't forget. Yeah, they're so smart. They're they're being real patient. They're they're doing their homework. They're doing their homework. They've they've requested permission to interview one freaking dude. And he's a guy and he's a guy that's focusing on the playoffs right now. (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, we've got the Kings and the Hornets. They've interviewed like they've set up interviews or they've interviewed like five people. Sure, we've got Marge, Mark Jackson's people themselves. Probably that's probably who's leaking these reports that he's the front runner. Hell, it's probably Dan Tony's people that are leaking that he's like the most serious candidate for the Hornets job. But at least we know for a fact that they've requested these interviews with like more than one person. And that just tells, and, that, and like I've said, like everyone's kind of boy, that just tells me you're waiting to see what happens with Doc. And if Doc gets fired, he's got the job in hand, and LeBron ain't gonna sign. Or if LeBron was smart, he wouldn't be signing that extension in August. Another thing in August that we have to deal with. Woo! So May third, June, July, or June, July, August. Next three months gonna be a shit show. Shit show, Walt. <laughs> I can see it in your face, and my optimism is gone. And I and I'm yeah. I was so blindly optimistic about the team last year. So if anyone's gonna be optimi- blindly optimistic, it's me. And it's gone. Yeah. My the thing I'm thinking about is can they even make the playoffs? That's yep. all that matters. And I mean, I'm just if you feel like this team will be a championship team. With all the things that they have going on, then I think you need to like, you need to really like step back and look at what's in front of you. Yep. Like, look at what's in front of you, both from a metaphorical sense and then from a few in front of the TV watching the playoffs. Like, look what's in front of you. Look at these other teams, man. They don't have the problems. They got their shit together. They got their cores together. They're competing. You know what I'm saying? They got stuff to build on. They got things to look forward to. They got money to spend. They got players to move around. And we literally cannot determine what kind of team we will be unless we're relying on someone that we... We're relying on someone who's <laughs> the most unreliable superstar. That, that could yet. probably... <laughs> that could very well say, you know what? I'm not going to be your scapegoat. I'm not going to help you out of this mess. I'm opting out. And... That ain't being talked about enough. Like, Russ ain't a peasant now. Like, yeah, he'll never get another contract that big. But let Russ made a shitload of money. He makes a shitload of money. He yeah. Was the, uh, he was at the Met Gala last night. Yeah, like, yeah, extra $47 million in his bank account. Of course, that, like, he'd be a fool to let it go. But sometimes, as we've all, you know, found out, I think Dwight, he could have got more years from us and more money from us when he went to the Rockets, right? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes, like, it's not worth the bullshit. And he could very well just say, man, I came out here thinking it was going to be sweet. It hasn't been sweet. My family clearly frustrated with everything that's going on. I'd rather be mm-hmm. happy and fighting to try to get a, you know, a $10 million deal. I'd rather be happy than, I'd rather be happy than being in Indiana or Charlotte next year. Exactly. Like, Russ can make that decision, so don't get too cute Man. thinking like, oh, we don't, we uh, we don't, you know, the stuff they've been saying about not really wanting him and basically not saying the right stuff, which you should be saying. Like, everything that should have been coming out of the camp should have been, you know, we, uh, yeah, we, 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 we think Russ can bounce back. Oh, just say the right stuff. But you're not even smart enough to do that. But anywho, uh, I don't ever think we said who were the MVPs of the episode. So let's MVP it. Then we'll do quickly. We'll say our teams for the title. And I think we'd be able to close, man. My MVP is Wood. Wood Harris. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. 
Short answer, um, yeah. Same for me. Short answer, Wood Harris. Um, God, in terms of who I think is going to win the championship this year, I actually have no clue anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to come on here and say Bucks until they laid an absolute egg hey, against the Celtics. Scared money don't make no money, man. Couldn't stop a nosebleed. Couldn't stop Jalen Brown to save their lives. Marcus Smart was out. Uh, it just did not matter. I'm still going to lean the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it's so open to, between... If I was going to be rational, I mean, I love the Bucks. So if I was going to be rational, I would say, man, I don't know. It's so hard right now for me personally. I've got the Warriors and Suns kind of 50-50. Um, I kind of think the Suns are about to just kind of go on a run. Uh, they got rid of those pesky Pelicans. And I think I think they're a terrible matchup for the Mavs. I think the Warriors and Suns are going to be a great matchup for each other, like in terms of that series going seven games um if the warriors do beat the grizzlies because i kind of do think the grizzlies are a terrible matchup for them um just with like jaron jackson and like brandon clark like i feel like those guys are so athletic and big that they kind of almost neutralize what like draymond does um whereas like for the suns like draymond's just got like you know ayton kind of in front of them and anyone else on the Suns in front of Draymond, like freaking Crowder. Like he's just going to tear apart on both ends. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I just don't know what the Celtics like. I definitely don't have any hope for the Heat. Um, 76ers, hell no. Mavs, I'm sorry. You guys need a little bit more. Um, so I don't know. That's where I'm at. I'm going with the Bucks just because they've got the best player in the playoffs right now. Uh, in Giannis, and mm-hmm. they're the defending champs. They've got like the most continuity, I guess. Well, I guess no. Suns, they all have pretty good continuity, but I'm gonna go with the Bucks just because they're defending champs and they've mm-hmm. still got the best player in the playoffs. I think by far. Yeah, I'm. I'm still rolling Warriors, man. I try I just, on the Dubs. Hey, man. I just uh. I think this matchup is going to be very interesting against the Grizzlies because, like you said, the athleticism um, is – the Warriors aren't – they're explosive but not, like, athletic, if that makes sense. They're explosive nah, yeah. from a – you know, their offense is explosive. But the but I think um, – I still think they're, they're fine as far as handling the Grizz. They just have to, you know – Survive the flurries, take care of home court, and I think they can get rid of dispatch the grids. But definitely against the Suns, it's going to be, you know, a little bit of a, a, a – Styles will make the fight there because I just want to see Curry and CP3 go at it. And I want to see Curry mm-hmm. just own CP3. And I want to okay. see Draymond and Jay Crowder bump uglies. And, <laughs> uh, you know. and I guess, like, I don't know, I'm – I, I guess I would be a little bit more confident in the Warriors just because, I don't know. I, it's been a while since we've seen Chris Paul get through an entire playoffs healthy. And yeah. until I see it, I'm a, I'm a doubter. Yeah, 100%. And you just saying that like Chris Paul and C, or like uh, Chris Paul and CP3. CP3 and Steph going at it. I'm like, man, that sounds like a recipe for a hamstring pull. It's a... Uh... Man, it's it's something, man. Like the Warriors are just so they're inevitable, man. Like when mm-hmm. no leaders, they still got the no leaders safe around them. As you can just see, they just went down ten and now they down four points. They're no lead is safe because of the volume of they have the greatest shooters on earth, and then they got Jordan Poole becoming like a, a good and shooter. And they've got great defense too. Yeah, they play defense, man. They got like they're straight up they're straight up like turning into like NBA Patriots. Yeah. They got like just inevitable. good point of attack of defender in GP3, and you can, like, play him up on players, like threes and stuff, and some fours. And then Wiggins is still, like, athletic, so he can spend so time great. on people. Yeah, he can spend time on, like, a Devin Booker. He can spend time on CP3. And, and Draymond's the ultimate small ball cheat code. Yeah, and he can play, like, against bigger players. He just – Draymond just makes them, like, 
I mean, and and Looney does what he does too. You know, as far as like mm-hmm. somebody steady, like he and he 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 he's young, but he's also a veteran at the same time, which is weird. Them getting like the defense from Gary Payton, and then just like the insane offense from mm-hmm. Poole. It's just like it's just an absolute unfair addition to like freaking Steph, Clay, and Draymond. It's preposterous. And if they feeling really freaky, they can say. Well, we need just a little bit of athletic juice. So, Kaminga, can we get like ten right. minutes, right? Uh, of like run, jump, rebound, hustle. Uh, use your fouls against uh Devin Booker, and, and I, I was mean, gonna Devin say Booker that's like cook them, that's but, someone who yeah. I could see getting more play useful. Against the Suns. Yeah, like he gets useful as it goes Grizzlies. on because he because mm-hmm. like I mean, get him like out there against like Crowder. He's gonna destroy Crowder. Yeah. And that's who would be guarding him. And like getting that guy out on the fast break, like no one on the Suns is gonna be able to stop them on fast breaks. Like when it's yeah. like when it's like pool and like Kaminga out there, mm-hmm. like no chance. Like they can't run with that. And Devin yeah, the man. only person that can is like Devin Booker and he's got he does not have the size for either of those guys. Yeah. Oh man, it's gonna be the dubs, isn't it? If it's the Warriors yeah. and Celtics, I might not watch the finals. <laughs> Uh, I'm watching, baby. Nah, I, I, I need I'm that. Be watching, I'm be watching like a horror movie. I like need with, that, like with like with this, my, with one eye, with with one with one little hand or uh, two a little part in between my fingers, with one mm-hmm. eye looking, just just praying that the Warriors can dispatch them. I can't, like like you know, let's close out with this. Like Jerry was said, fuck Boston. Paul Revere should have slept in. All day and every day, man. This All was day. fun, Donnie. I had this, such a good time. This was fun. Um, so basically, our championship picks: Walt's got the Warriors, I got the Bucks, but mostly anyone but the Celtics. Um, fun time talking with Walt as always. Um, we probably will not be recording next week. Um, I gotta go catch some catch some vitamin D in Florida. Mm. Um, but we'll DMP see. Cancun. We'll see. One, two, three, Cancun. I might see uh, AD or LeBron there. Um, but uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you if you listen to any of the previous episodes. If you listen to them all, I love you. Um, but with that being said, we will probably see you in a couple weeks. Um, we're going to get some spaces cooked up, talk some coaching search, uh, some free agency who the hell we're going to dump Ross off onto. Uh, we're going to have a fun little summer podcast spaces. Uh, it's a blog, some content for you guys. Um, so we will see you around then. Um, my name is Don McHenry. Thank you again for listening. That is Walt. And we will see you around. Peace, guys. Peace, Peace out. Peace, guys.